Hello, welcome to the Equippers International podcast, short version. We are studying the book of Hebrews together, and today we're in chapter 5. I'm going to read verses 5 through 10. So also Christ did not glorify himself so as to become a high priest. But he who said to him, You are my son, today I have begotten you. Just as he says also in another passage, You are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. In the days of his flesh he offered up both prayers and supplications with loud crying and tears to the one able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his piety. Although he was a son, he learned obedience from the things which he suffered. And having been made perfect, he became to all those who obey him the source of eternal salvation, being designated by God as a high priest according to the order of Melchizedek. Well, it's another beautiful passage of scripture, and we're going to dive in and look at several things. We'll probably spend a couple of days in this passage of scripture because there's so many things to comment on. But the writer is picking up on his conversation of the priesthood there in the previous verses we looked at in the last couple of episodes. And he likens Jesus also to the priest who was appointed by God pertaining to the things of God on behalf of the people. So Christ also did not glorify himself, just as the priest does not put himself forward to do the things that God has called him to do. God designates him. Jesus, in the same way, was designated by God. Jesus did not grasp for his position. In fact, he did the very opposite. I'm reminded of one of my favorite passages of Scripture in Philippians chapter 2. This wonderful passage where Paul talks about Jesus and how he emptied himself and did not consider his equality with God something to be held on to. And because Jesus was willing to obey completely everything the Father asked him to do, and that obedience ultimately resulted in death, God highly exalted him. How did God exalt him? Well, the scripture tells us that the ultimate exalting of Jesus was through his resurrection. Paul says in Romans 1, 3 through 4, concerning his son who was born of a descendant of David according to the flesh and who was declared the son of God with power by the resurrection from the dead according to the spirit of holiness, Jesus Christ our Lord. So there's this very important truth that the biblical writers point out is that it was at the resurrection that Jesus was declared the Son of God. And again, in Acts 13, when Paul is preaching in his sermon, he says this in chapter 13, verses 32 through 34. And we preach to you the good news of the promise made to the fathers that God has fulfilled this promise to our children in that he raised up Jesus. There's the reference to the resurrection. And as it is also written in the second Psalm, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. When was today that he begot his son? At the resurrection. So he goes on to say, as for the fact that he raised him from the dead, 
no longer to return to decay. So it was at this event of the resurrection that God declares Jesus to be his son. It's like a proof positive test that he says, look, I am raising up my son and he is overcoming the power of death. And so the ultimate validation of Jesus as the son of God was at his resurrection. And he was declared once and for all God's son. And he was made perfect. He was brought to a place of totally fulfilling everything. We've looked at this word perfect before. It's not some type of word related to perfection in regards to morality or doing things perfectly. It's about fulfilling everything completely. So Jesus fully fulfilled, if I can put it that way, everything. And then he was designated by God to be a high priest and he becomes the source of eternal salvation for all those who will obey him. Then the writer tells us that the designation of Jesus' priesthood is far more superior than that of Aaron and the tribe of Levi. His priesthood is of the order of Melchizedek. Now, we'll look at Melchizedek in much more detail in chapter 7, but for now, the writer is introducing this fact that Jesus is greater in his priesthood than the priest of the Jewish order. So again, he's stressing that in everything, Jesus is far better. Then in verse 7, this beautiful part of the passage, the writer speaks about the days of Jesus's flesh, the days when Jesus was a man. You know, Jesus's humanity experience was one marked with struggle and suffering. It says there in the passage that in the days of his humanity, he offered up both prayers and supplications with loud crying and tears to the one who's able to save him from death. You know, he cried and he prayed loudly. This picture of Jesus is so human. It's so real. It just struck me this morning as I looked at this passage and thought about it and just considered Jesus crying out to God and shedding tears as he prayed and as he made supplications on behalf of those that he had come to save. This is surely a reference to the Garden of Gethsemane when Jesus prayed and literally begged God the Father to take his cup of suffering away. But Jesus ultimately surrendered his own will for the sake of those who would one day receive the blessing of his obedience. So even though Jesus was a son, he was God's son, he learned through the things that he suffered, how to persevere to the very end, to bring everything to completion that was necessary to do what God the Father wanted to do. He wanted to reconcile all of humanity to himself. And Jesus steps in and he's appointed to be the perfect priest to accomplish what is necessary for humanity to receive the blessing of forgiveness and reconciliation to God. And God designates him as a high priest forever in this position. Today, I want you to take time to think about Jesus. I'm not sure what mental images you carry about Jesus or how much you even think about him. 
Today, I want you to imagine him as your perfect high priest, as the one who has made it possible for you to have eternal salvation. And I want you to think about him praying and making supplications with loud crying and tears as he contemplated all that he was going to have to do to make your salvation possible. I want you to think about his willingness to be obedient to everything the Father asked him to do, even to the point of death, not knowing what the ultimate result would be, but submitting and surrendering himself to God in complete faith. And think about all these things and be thankful today for your perfect high priest, Jesus, the one who meets you right where you are, the one who's able to relate to you in every experience that you have, and in humility, the one who suffers on your behalf. This is the Jesus that we worship, and this is the one who we gladly obey and surrender our lives to today. So be strong and courageous and love Jesus more.